This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're revisiting the time when poison-tainted medication claimed multiple lives in Illinois and ignited a nationwide panic. The day was September 29, 1982. Four people in the greater Chicago area died after unknowingly ingesting Tylenol that had been laced with cyanide. Over the next few days, three more deaths occurred under the same mysterious circumstances. The tragedy terrified the entire nation and ultimately changed the way non-prescription medications were sold. The first victim of the tainted Tylenol was a 12-year-old girl named Mary Kellerman. In the early morning of September 29th, she awoke with a sore throat and runny nose, so her parents gave her one capsule of extra-strength Tylenol, which, unbeknownst to them, had been laced with a lethal dose of cyanide. The poison took effect quickly, and by 7 a.m., Mary was dead. Later that day, a 27-year-old postal worker named Adam Janice died of what also turned out to be cyanide poisoning. His brother, Stanley, and sister-in-law, Teresa, came to his house to console his family. The stress of losing a loved one so unexpectedly had left both of them with severe headaches, so they each took a Tylenol capsule from the same bottle as Adam. Stanley died later that day, and Teresa two days later. Before the week was out, the poison capsules had claimed the lives of three more people, Mary McFarland, Paula Prince, and Mary Weiner, all of whom had taken Tylenol shortly before they died. By this time, in early October, investigators had identified Tylenol as the common link between the poisoning deaths. This prompted a swift response from Johnson & Johnson, the parent company of McNeil Consumer Products, which manufactured Tylenol. The company removed its commercials from the airwaves and worked hand-in-hand with the media to issue mass warnings to the public. It also ordered an immediate nationwide recall of more than 31 million bottles of Tylenol, despite the fact that the only contaminated capsules had been found in Illinois. The public danger had been mitigated, but how the poison got into the capsules in the first place was still a mystery. Johnson & Johnson quickly confirmed that the cyanide had been added after the product had left its factory. This led police to hypothesize that someone had taken bottles off store shelves in the Chicago area, laced the capsules with poison, and then returned the bottles to shelves for unsuspecting strangers to buy. Unfortunately, with little evidence to go on, the person responsible for these murders was never found. Several copycat poisonings involving similar products occurred now and then throughout the 1980s and early 1990s, but thankfully, these incidents were far less deadly than what had happened in 1982. 
This was thanks in part to a series of crucial changes that helped make over-the-counter medications safer and less prone to tampering. For instance, just six weeks after the Chicago-area crisis, Johnson & Johnson unveiled a new bottle design featuring many of the safety elements we're familiar with today, including a child-proof cap, a foil seal, and a wad of cotton stuffed between the lid and the capsules. At first, these changes did little to soothe the public's anxiety. Before the murders, Tylenol was the best-selling non-prescription pain reliever in the United States, with control of 35% of the market. Just a few weeks after the first deaths were reported, that number sank to less than 8%. Over time, though, Tylenol's $100 million investment in new safety features paid off. By 1983, the brand was America's pain reliever of choice once again. That same year, Congress passed the so-called Tylenol Bill, which made it a federal crime to tamper with consumer products. Six years later, in 1989, the FDA established manufacturing guidelines to make all over-the-counter medications tamper-proof. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Show. And if you have any feedback for the show, you can send it my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.